Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the corner where the treats is is this the the passing of the torch right is this what this signifies it comes down to that that front office and what they feel is most important the champ is here we've touched down from a higher plane why you made it here we always look forward to that week because it was always intense you know that we ain't coming back we got to the man the myth the legend dante hall my 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 favorite player growing up was dante hall i love you guys (laughs) too but dante was my guy Get to dashing because you're done on the war feet. This episode of Chief Concerns is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from NFL playoffs to pro and college basketball, UFC, MMA, and much more. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at BetOnline. With live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. BetOnline is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Chief Concerns. I'm Marcus Dash here with our legendary and our friendly neighborhood tight end, Jason Dunn. JD, how we doing, buddy? What's up, my brother? How you doing, man? How are you, man? It's just, uh, here we had like a week off, supposedly, but actually it wasn't a week off. We're, we're watching these games because all every single game is negative what's going to be happening for these next couple of weeks. And mm-hmm. so we watched some great, great football this weekend. So that's how I'm doing, man. I'm just, this football season, the playoffs, man, they just filled with energy and excitement, mm-hmm. right? Down to the wire. We see some things. Jacksonville coming back at the end, you know. So people didn't believe Dallas was going to do what they did, okay? Mm-hmm. You know, Minnesota losing the Giants. I mean, I mean, everything. So this weekend in itself is going to be, it's going to be fireworks. Fireworks well, all weekend. A- it's always good when we have, when you have the buy, you don't really have to pay attention to the games, or like you pay attention to the games. We're football fans, but like as far yeah. as our heart and emotion to the game, it's like okay, we can actually like we sit back, and just watch as fans, and actually be like into the game. Yeah, well, I mean, shoot, I, I think you know you still have a, you have an interest in because you got to wonder who you're going to be playing, True. right? And then it's like shoot, if if Miami beats Buffalo, which we wanted to happen, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, you know the Ravens without Lamar. Yeah. We're gonna win since I almost beat them. I had it. What about that, that, that whole deal? That wasn't that crazy? Yeah. That whole that that swing in itself with that fumble return oh, for a touchdown. That that was the termination of the game right there. For me, this is one thing. I I don't and I don't know if you can tell me from your what your re, what you think the reason is for this. Yeah. Back in the day when Leeds, for example, the Buffalo game, Buffalo was handling Miami. Their, their crush was like 17-0 at one point. Yeah. The next thing you know, you turn on the game. That you, you look at the, I look at the ESPN app, and I see, well, oh, my God, Miami's back in the game. It's like, what the heck? It's tied game 17-7. And they, they went up by three for a little bit. And then every game is – I think every game this weekend was like that besides the Seattle and, um, and the 49ers game. That was a handled game from uh, – I think Seattle came back for a little bit, but then San Francisco took care of business. Every other game, it was like, whoa, what happened? They, they, yeah. they, they, they came back. 
And I'm seeing more comebacks in this day and age or the last few years mm-hmm. than I've ever seen for every sport. What do you think that, what, what do you think that is? Because back when you played, there was, it was, if a team was handling business, they were handling business or there was no comebacks like we were seeing these days. Why do you think that is, J.D.? You know, I, I really believe it has to do with the playoffs in itself. And I think, you know, when you realize the playoffs is, is, is either you go home after this game, okay? There's no tomorrow. You, you're going home. That's it. Go on a fishing trip, whatever. Chuck, it, it's over. Mm-hmm. And so when you realize the gravity of the, of the game in itself, it's about this focus, that locked in that, you know, somebody's probably on the sideline crying and getting in everybody's tail, you know, crying like with just emotion, like, man, we, can, we ain't going to just let these guys. And so something happened, and, and there's a shift. There's a shift in the thought process. And even the team that might be up by, like, you know, two touchdowns, like, here, here's the chart is beating the, the, the Jags. There's also this like, uh, well, ooh, we got this lead. We don't want to lose this lead. And so that mindset changes too because you don't want to make a mistake because you know a team, something happens, a team could come back into the game, right? It is like that momentum shift that comes into it. It is like the turnover, turnovers and things like that, that that happen. And so just like the players in the playoffs, the coaches also too. They get a little tight, man. Yeah. When I'm telling you that, boom, when it get like that, when I'm telling you that, at tightness, <laughs> and old, old, old Spectre gets a little tight <laughs> on Jokers, you start seeing it. So uh, we've seen a lot of that this weekend. Yeah. But you realize the team, why teams are playoff teams for a reason, you know? So that that's another thing you got to realize, too. It, it's, it's ain't the, you know, the guys that, you know, shouldn't be out there playing. These guys – we're playing tough all year is some some part of it that the teams that made it didn't necessarily question mm-hmm. made it to the playoffs. And so I think the only one that, that really, I, to me, was a question uh, was Tampa Bay. Yes. You know, that, that was pretty, probably the only team that I was sitting there thinking like, hey, you know, they get in, whatever. Yeah. Everybody else, AFC and NFC, it looked exactly how I thought it was going to look. I didn't yeah. see any other shocks or surprises. Uh, and so that's that's what it was. I think that's really what it is. It's playoff football, baby. It's, yeah, it's yeah. playoff football. Nothing that's what like we're here it. for. Mark, that's what we're here for. <laughs> you know, I thought this was interesting. You know, since we're sponsored by Bet Online, so I thought this was interesting. Uh, whenever I see these bets, I'm always like, oh my gosh, I don't know if you saw this. So, a guy, when the Chargers were, were, were dominating uh, Jacksonville, this guy better put $1.4 million on the Chargers while they were up. So, the return wouldn't be that much, right? Right, right. So the guy put $1.4 million to win $11,200. So the guy ended up losing $1.4 million. <laughs> you kidding? Are you serious? Crazy. Well, Jeez. The thing I see, when I, when I see that kind of stuff, I'm like, okay, it's obviously some guy who didn't put his life savings on. It's obviously, the guy is throwing $1.4 million. The guy obviously has a lot of money to, to blow, obviously. But yeah, the guy lost $1.4 million to win 11000 That's all. Do you re- yeah, do you really need 11000 You got one point four. Do you really need eleven? You need eleven. You know what I'm saying? Crazy. So, yeah, that heck no. And, and at that moment, I think uh, if you bet, uh, I think someone saw uh, put it online. If you bet a hundred dollars on Jacksonville at the at the lowest point in the game, you just put a hundred dollars on it, you would have won uh, two grand, I believe. Or and so if you put fifty bucks on, it, you would have won a thousand dollars to win it, bet on Jacksonville. And, um, so that hundred dollar bet is not a lot better. Would have paid out well, right? One hundred percent. Yeah. Gosh. Jeez. <laughs> I had I had no idea. That's man. Well, Feel yeah. bad for that guy. Yeah. Um, 
But so we got we got a special treat for you guys um, this week. We we've hinted at it on Twitter. We hit we hinted at it at first. Then we told you guys who who it was because uh, a few of our uh, a few of our viewers and listeners uh, got who the player was. Um, Quinn Gray, uh, who was a quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, then he ended up playing for us for a year in 08. Um, uh, yeah, he just got a job at uh, Albany State University Division II school as a head coach. So we bring him on here to talk a little bit about some uh, college ball, some high school ball, and the recruiting process. And, uh, of course, a preview of the divisional round game with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, so we are happy to uh, show you that interview right now. What's going on, Quinn? Man, I, I'm so sorry, man. Oh, you're We've good. Been running around here in Atlanta, man, trying to recruit some good kids, and got a little bit, got a little bit tied up. But I do apologize, man, about that. Oh, you're good. All right. All right. Man, you uh, you go to the uh, what's up, man? By the what's way, good? brother, how you doing, man? You doing I'm all right? Doing well. Doing good. well. Good. Uh, they still do the uh, the convention where they bring all the guys together, like in one little spot, and you know, just get coaches meet all the, like different players and stuff. Yeah, they had it this year. Uh, the ninth, I believe it was the ninth. The seventh through the tenth was it was, and uh, they had it in Charlotte this past year. So yeah, okay. they still do the AFCA. Yep. All right. All right. Cool. Yeah, man. I used to, uh, was at Kentucky State University, man, for uh, you know five years. So I know I had a whole a whole mix of you know down there in Atlanta and, and meeting guys and trying to get all that recruiting done, man. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How you been, brother? Man, I'm I'm <laughs> running around like a chick with a head cut off, man. But it's 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 good, man. Um, I'm excited about it, having fun with it right now, and you know, uh, it'll slow down in a little bit. But right now, it's it's going 100 miles an hour. It's that time of the year, man. Everybody's trying to get their they last last bit in. You know? Absolutely, you know they they we're doing a good job of uh, collecting some some quality young men from. The uh, Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina area, you know, because any state that touches uh, that touches Georgia is considered yeah. in-state for. So that's a, a big plus. So, um, you know, we're doing our due diligence and, and beating these roads up, man, trying to find some good kids. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. Now, you, now you got the head coaching job over at, at Albany. Yes. Yeah. Congratulations, man. Congratulations. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. That's one of my game. one of my lifelong goals, man, was to be a a head coach and, you know, uh, Dr. Fredgett and, and, and Mr. Duckworth and, you know, the Albany State uh, family has given me a, a great opportunity to do that, man. So I, I don't take it lightly. It's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. So, I, look, I know the kids are better for it. Albany State just got better for sure, you know, having you out there. So, uh, like I said, man, congratulations on that move, you know. Thank so, you. Thank yeah. you, man. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. I, hey, look, man, I got some kids, man. I'll send some down your way from up here in Kentucky. So don't, don't threaten me with a good time. Send them on. Send them on, man. Send them on. We're always looking for quality kids, no matter what, man, because, mm-hmm. you know, grand scheme of things, uh, we get some out of state kids. There are some waivers for that as well if they are if they are in a state that don't touch Georgia. So, you know, there's opportunities. You know, our university does a good job of allowing us to bring kids from all different places. So um, with them doing that, you know, we're able to do some different things with waivers and, and all that good stuff, uh, uh, you know, along with any other student that goes to the school, there's waivers and stuff. So I think it's a, a great thing that they're doing at ASU with the, with the border waivers and all that good stuff. So we're uh, looking forward to having a good time, man, getting this thing going. Yeah, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a big believer, man, in just creating opportunities. 
uh, and, and uh, when I got out, uh, uh, retired from football, mm-hmm. I pretty much, uh, I just said that, you know, one thing I wanted to do when I came back to the state of Kentucky was I wanted to really kind of promote the kids out there even more, right? Right, yes. Understanding their process from, you know, from high school, going into college, and then the guys that may have aspirations of going into the NFL. Mm-hmm. So, uh, sometimes we, we know it like from high school to college, it's, it's, it's the blind leading the blind. You no know, question. Parents just don't really understand. They don't understand the recruiting process, you know, you know, also. They, the process. You no, know, go ahead. I, I was just saying, you know, and, and, and also, too, when when I'm talking about connection, that's another thing. Yeah. So I would see parents come to me all the time. It's like, you know, Coach Dunn, we don't know who to get in contact with or who had the huddle accounts who they talk to and sometimes mm-hmm. it, it it when you when you look for the high school coaches to do that and and it may be different down there but i know here in the state of kentucky mm-hmm. it was almost like hey we just leave it up to the parents to kind of do it i'm just like what do you mean you're leaving up right. To- right right yeah um you know recruiting has changed man you know uh the the with the advent of the the transfer portal man this thing has gotten absolutely crazy you know what i mean um you know being at albany state being a division two school man we're actually able to touch some kids that we probably would have never been able to touch 10 years ago you know what i mean um just because there's so much talent that's left out there from the high school scene because these colleges are deciding to go uh the transport portal route transfer portal route and you know not really try to develop kids in in a sense from the high school ranks um so recruiting has definitely changed man um when it comes down to you know the high school kids and the uh, parents and parents they definitely don't understand really the the process unless they've been through it before um what they got to understand is you know it it is a process it it ain't gonna it's not gonna it's not a one-day thing it's not a two-day thing it's a it's really a four-year thing when it comes down to starting in ninth grade all the way up until he's out as a senior or decided or has the opportunities as a senior to sign somewhere. So that's when the process ends. But that process starts as soon as he walks on a high school campus, maybe even before that. Um, But, you know, to to start taking your kids to these different colleges and putting them in front of coaches is the best thing you can do. Taking them to different camps and being, you know, the the invention of the mega camps has been absolutely amazing for kids. You know what I mean? Because back in the day, you know, you go to one college camp, that's one college that you was in front of. With these mega camps now, you're in front of 10, 11, 12, depending on what camp you go to, you can be in front of as many as 30 schools at one time at one field, you know? So with with the NCAA allowing that to happen, you know, they've given kids opportunities to get in front of more and more coaches at one time than ever before. Um, so parents do need to understand the, the process of, uh, of making their kid become somebody, you know what I mean? In terms of being known and getting their name out there. It, yeah, it is a coach's job. It is a coach's job uh, to, to put their kids in the right situation on the high school level. And I think it also is a coach's job to make sure they're pushing their kids towards college uh, college opportunities. Um, sure. And if they aren't if they aren't doing that, they aren't doing their, their, their program any, any justice. They're doing an injustice, if you ask me. That's um, right. Because that's what, at the end of the day, you should be striving for if you're a high school coach, getting your kids 
in situations to further their careers, for, further their academic uh, careers, and getting them on somebody's college campus. Let's let's just be honest. Everybody ain't gonna make it. Right, you know what right. I mean? Everybody ain't going to play college ball. But uh, those that have dreams and aspirations to do that, it, it really is uh, a coach's duty, in my opinion, to make sure that he's putting his best foot forward to make sure those kids garner uh, opportunities on the next level, whether it be Division One, Two, Three, NAIA, or junior college. There's routes for these kids to get to. It's right. just a matter of putting your best foot forward to solicit whatever opportunity that kid deserves. And if it's a Division Two, it's Division Two. If you're a Division One FBS player, great. If you're a Power Five kid, great. If you're a Division Two, what what I think we get hung up on, and, and, and well, not us, but some of these kids get hung up on is the power five. I got to go D1. And I, man, the NFL going looking under rocks for kids. Come on. Play. You yeah. know what I mean? Right. I, I And I don't never down my school. I went to FAMU. I went to FCS school, Division One FCS school, and was a, uh, a, a preferred free agent going to Jacksonville and made a career out of it. So if, if it's something that you want, they're going to find you. You know what right. I mean? You just got to put your best foot forward on film. You got to put it on film. You got to dominate your competition because if you are a D2 kid and you're an average D2 kid, they'll go take an average power five kid before they take an average D2 kid. So you got to dominate your competition at the end of the day. So, man, there, there's opportunities for kids. There's opportunities for coaches to get their kids in front of folks. And it's because uh, when I was a high school coach, man, I used to travel the country. We, we took a every summer we took a, 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 a charter bus. Uh, we used to do the Midwest trip. We did the Eastern uh, shoreboard trip, and then we did uh, the Northern East Northeastern uh, trip. We we went to uh, as far as Louisiana, mm -hmm. and then all up through Mississippi, coming back through uh, Georgia, Alabama, and all that good stuff. Then one year we went up the Eastern shoreboard, South Carolina schools, uh, Georgia schools on the eastern uh, part of the country. Then we went North Carolina on up a little bit to Virginia and then come, came on back down through like the western parts of those states. And then one year we went up through Tennessee, uh, hit Ohio, Pennsylvania, um, came back down through Virginia, West Virginia and, and things like that. So uh, and, and then the, the crazy thing is, you know, the parents pay for it, you know, um, right, right. Uh, if th those parents don't have to do they take them kids in them places and you provide a way them parents are more than willing to pay for it i promise <laughs> you you're telling me you're gonna take our kids to see as many as 30 uh colleges and universities and all we got to do is pay about four or five hundred dollars oh bet that's they 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 all for that and you telling me they're gonna be in your care and I, we know you and you're a great guy you're gonna take care of our kids as you always do oh you know they ready to throw that money at you for that you know what i mean because yeah, it's an opportunity that we provided for our kids to get them in front of colleges, man. And, you know, I got kids that um, kids in, in, in big time programs now that I coach that we that went on those trips. Kamara Morales, that's playing with North Carolina now, tight end. Uh, Sage Ennis, that's playing at uh, Clemson right now. Uh, Jalen Glaze, who was at Minnesota that just transferred back home to FAMU. So there's 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 plenty of kids, man, that uh, that come through our program that's out there that were afforded the opportunity because we provided that uh, that space for them to get into to be in front of coaches. You know what I mean? So, um, but you know, it is it is it is a duty of a head coach or coaches. Period. 
on the high school level, in my opinion, to make sure they're putting their kids in, in some good situations to get in front of college coaches. Yeah, and that's man, that's that's awesome. I'm just hearing that, and I'm, I'm about to pick your brain on that a little bit more. You know, okay. Um, I'm, I'm trying to move into this space as well, as far as like consulting, right? Mm -hmm. That aspect yeah. of it. Um, and what I've done is like this this past year, you know, uh, COVID. My son is, is is a senior, right? Taking him on a couple of trips, right? Uh, I see a lot of his friends. Same thing, like you were just talking about. Mm -hmm. like, they don't they don't have like that avenue, like you were saying. Like that's a that's a that's a great idea. Like I'm, I'm right. just listening to it, man. That, that's a phenomenal idea. I never thought about that. Of like taking a kid, you know, a bus of kids, mm -hmm. just taking them up, you know, let them see all the schools around in that area, right? Absolutely. And like you were saying, you know, it doesn't matter if it's NAIA, Division Two, whatever it may be. Right. It's space for, for any kid, right? We know, yeah. like, not, not every kid's a D1. That, and not like, I agree with that 100%. Kids mm -hmm. get so caught up, man. If I'm not going to, you know, Florida or UK or Georgia, yeah. that's a fact. Man, I ain't going to play. I ain't going, but shoot. Right. Like you said, they're going to find you. I always That's tell kids right. that. Yep. <laughs> Get out of here, you're going to see a scout. I guarantee yep. Matter of fact, and, and like me and you know, because we played in the NFL, shoot, they see that you're there, they're like, well, shoot, we're just going to come over here and go check Quinn out. Right? That's a fact. Yeah, hey, that's hey, a fact. Man, who you got for us? Who you got? Hey, hey I'm going to tell you who I got right here for you, coach. This kid right here, mm -hmm. he's a good kid. You know, he makes a lot of plays. He, he'll be great for, you know, practice squad, right? Yep. He, he can give you something. That's a fact. I, I, I what I see sometimes, and, and because I'm so thankful, man. I went into high school first, and then went into college, mm -hmm. and I was seeing just the the lack of communication where high school coaches wasn't doing that for the kids, right? Right. It was right. almost like, yeah, we use a kid and then let him go. It's the same mm -hmm. thing in college, you know. It's a it's a bad situation. Yeah. What guys do. At least in, in, in college, you know, you're like, hey, look, you know what? We're going to earn your degree, right? Right. Get down right. on the football field. If they get your dream, let's get you a degree, at least getting out into the real world, right? Absolutely. Hey, it might be something else different. You might want to get sports management or something like that, where you can still, you know, be able to, you know, add on to what you want to do, right? Just right. Mm -hmm. But I've seen like a lot of high schools, well, shoot, if you have the star kid, after that, they gone. They don't even talk to the kid no more unless he's living in the hometown or something yep. like that. That you know that some of what you run into these days sometimes, man, with these these high school coaches, and it's not all of them. Trust me, it's not all of them. You you have these you have these uh, these I call them leeches, leech coaches, yep. because they're using these kids to try to get jobs. You know what I mean? Yes. They, they use some of these power five kids to try to get their next or get an opportunity on the college level instead of doing what's best for the kid and just making sure the kid has opportunities. They're trying to use that, those, some of those kids for opportunities for themselves. I get everybody. I get it. You know, people want to, uh, you know, they want to progress and, and, and move up. I get all that, but there's a way to do that, man. And using the kid definitely, definitely ain't the route to take, you know? Um, but the one thing that I did do, you know, you were talking about division two, three is on that trip, man, we went to HBCUs, we went to Power Fives, we went to D2s, we went to uh, D3s and FCS schools because I had kids on those trips that weren't going to Power Five schools, you know what I mean? And I had to be able to show those kids there's different routes besides having to go to Power Five. 
you may not get that opportunity to go to power five. So here's the alternative to power five. Yeah, they may not have the $70,000, 70,000 seat stadium or the $100 million uh, facilities, but they have a $25 million facility. They got a 30,000 seat stadium and they play good football in it. You know what I mean? So, you know, it was just the opportunity to show these kids that uh, there's an alternative to just having a narrow mind of, oh, I'm going power five or else, you know what I mean? So uh, it was, it was, it was tremendous for us because we had several kids that ended up going uh, FCS and then also ended up going, had some kids that ended up going division two. So, you know, for me, man, it was, you know, very rewarding to be able to take those kids on those trips, see their eyes light up when they see some of those facilities and just have a good time on the trip. Because uh, we did some things on the trip uh, while we were gone because it was during the summer. So it was in the middle of, you know, our summer training. So we did some conditioning while we was there. They thought we was getting in the pool to have fun. We did pool workouts and stuff like that. So, <laughs> you know, we we got it in. You know what I mean? We got it in while we were there, man. So, you know, it was just a good, op- a great opportunity to, to be around the kids and, and, and fellowship, man. And, and then also give them and put them in front of college coaches to see to seek some opportunities. Man. Beautiful, brother. That is absolutely beautiful. Yeah, man. Marcus don't say nothing, man. He just sit there and nod his head all day. He does, man. And, and he, it, you know, Marcus will let he'll let us flow, man, because he, he, you know, Marcus. <laughs> you know, what I mean, he, he loves the conversation, the guys. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I get it. Well, here are you guys. It, it, it's awesome. Amazing. I'm, I'm like a viewer just listening to you guys. <laughs> I got you. I got you. I got you. But no, man. It's 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 man. These kids are are, are the reason that we do what we do. You know what I mean? They're they're, they're the reason. So for so for us to be able to have jobs as head coaches, assistant coaches, we have to do what's right by the kids. Because if we don't, they they are the ones that make up the game. Besides the pros, you know what I mean. And there's a whole lot more kids playing this game than the pros. So you know, there's opportunities for us to impact these kids, man, and and, and make sure we're keeping them on the straight and narrow and keeping them on the right track. And you know, that's something that my dad did for a long time, and he's really the reason that I got into this coaching thing, man. He. He mentored a lot of kids down there at Dilla High School, and I saw the effect and the impact he had on them. You know what I mean? He had several pro athletes that came through his program, Isaac Bruce, Frank Sanders, uh, Lorenzo White, Calvin Jackson, rest his soul. Uh, there's there's several more, Claude Jones, all those guys uh, that played um, pro, pro football. And then it's the number of college kids, it's, it's immeasurable. He, yeah. he sent so many kids to – what's now considered power fives, division twos and FCS schools, man. And, you know, just to see that impact that he had on people's lives is, is a reason that I do what I do today. Where, where, where's that at? At Dillard High School down in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Lauderdale. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> okay. man. That's that's home. So uh, the, the, the old Lauderdale, man, down there, 2501. 11th Street, Northwest 11th Street, man. Yes, sir. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's right by where I went to college. I, I, I went to Barry University in uh, Miami. Yeah, that's right. I know all about Barry down there, man. That's uh, that's home for me, man. So, you know, I'm looking forward to getting down there next week recruiting because uh, that's where we'll be in the South Florida area, Florida area recruiting next week. And, you know, we got um, several kids. I got several guys that I know, coaches, that I played ball with, played against, that are now head coaches down there. So that pipeline is about to, about to be major. Ooh, to yeah. it, man. Yeah. <laughs> speed, speed, and most speed, man. Yes, sir. Yes, yeah. sir. 
Uh, it's interesting hearing you guys say, like, you know, talking to kids. Because I, I remember when I was in high school, and that, that was something that I always thought about, you know, is going D1, going D2, going, you know, going the higher yeah. route, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember going on this visit. I'll, I'll never forget this. I, 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 there was a D3 school, Oberlin College, that was really interested in me. I had a one-on-one uh, meeting with it was my mom. It was the, the, the office coordinator and the head coach, just just me and, and the office coordinator and the head coach. Guy was so interested in me. But, like, right. for, for me – I hear all my other uh, other guys on my team. They're going D one or D two. I I didn't take that meeting as like seriously. And now looking back at it, you know, like you know, t- ten years to twelve years later, I look yeah. back at that. And I'm like, I was, and that I I didn't show like my interest at all. I didn't care. It was a D three school. I, I didn't I didn't care at all. I probably wouldn't have gotten in with my ACT scores not being as high. But <laughs> but like at that moment, I remember like not being into it at all. But like. After my mom's like, you, you you weren't you weren't interested at all. You weren't asking any questions during that whole thing. So you were right. talking, but for, for for some, you were just kind of very standoffish. I think they could probably they could probably feel that. Right. After that after that 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 visit and you know the D one schools didn't come. D two, yeah. I, I ended up going to D two school, but looking back, and I should have gone to that D three school. Um, right. But like it's just one of those things that I I wish my high school coach at the time would have talked to me about that the whole D two D three. It doesn't matter as long as you get to play football at the next level. That's the most important thing, and I think that's Absolutely. a lot of things that kids need to kind of hear that from their coach. Absolutely, man. And that was one of the things that I preached and preached and tried to drill into those kids' heads, man. And I, I said the one thing that I told them: you got to like who like you, because uh, you you if you go to if you go to a, a, a place where it's a bunch of women and you walking in and one woman is staring you down and the rest of them don't turn their back on you. You better like who like you. You know what I mean? So if she's staring at you, that's the one you want to talk to instead of going to tap all the other ones on the shoulder and they just turn around on you. You know what I mean? So, you know, these, these I think with the problem of the, the that these kids face in high school today is with the transfer portal. They're a lot more open to, you know, the lower levels because those are the those are the opportunities that they're getting. You know, kids that probably would end up being power five kids. And now some of them are a group of five kids. Some of them FCS kids. You know what I mean? FCS kids are now becoming division two kids. You know what I mean? So right. the the level of uh, the level of play for these divisions are going to be picked up because the level of kid is sort of kind of dropping down a level because of the portal. So. Uh, with that, you know, we, you know, at, at Albany State, man, we, we've been hitting this thing running and we got That's some great long. kids. Oh, my God, man. There's some kids out here that I'm I'm like, ain't no way I'm going to get this kid. You know what I mean? <laughs> Co- coaches be like, nah, coach, he ain't got nothing going on. Nah, ain't no way, coach. I, was, <laughs> I say, I tell you what, send them to me. You know what I mean? So, man, it's, it's, it's you know, for me, man, I, I get – I get excited about giving kids opportunities to play at the next level because, you know, I know what it did for me in my life um, in terms of what I'm able to do right now for my family, you know, both financially um, and, you know, just as a man, you know what I mean? So uh, I, the opportunity to play college ball, is it comes, it comes, there's not many. So when you do get those opportunities, man, you want to, you want to take advantage of them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Got to show a little bit of interest, though, Marcus. You can't just sit there and look. <laughs> <laughs> all, this, all this ego and arrogance. That's what that is. Yeah, man. Yeah. 
<laughs> looking back on it too, because when I, when I went to that that meeting, it, 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 the school wasn't Oberlin. I don't know how they are now, but at the time they weren't they they, they weren't a winning school. They were going like right. one and nine, two and eight uh, type type seasons. But mm-hmm. I remember going to that the coach's office. He had me like on, as a starting kick returner and punt returner, and I was like, ooh. But like now I think I'm like ooh. But at the time I was like, ah, it's D three. I don't want I don't want to go D three. Yeah, right. and, right. and then I went to D two. I was miserable, and I transferred down to a different Division three school, but right. not that right. school that initially wanted me. And, and the analogy you gave was was right, spot on. I, w- I wish yeah. my high school coach would have given me that analogy back in the day. <laughs> Absolutely, man. You gotta you gotta want who wants you, man. And my wife wanted me, so I wanted her. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so at the end of the day, man, you gotta. I tell the kids all the time, man. You you overlook something all you want, and they bird in hand is better than sticks in the bush. You know what I mean? Right. So I, I tell these kids all the time, man, you got to want who wants you and take advantage of the opportunities that are in front of you, not the ones that you hope to get. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So uh, it's 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 imperative that these kids take advantage of the opportunities that, that they have. Yeah, Mark was sitting in a meeting with the sunglasses on looking at the coach. <laughs> coach knew he didn't want it. He just sitting there like <laughs> – <laughs> hey, uh, y'all I'm gonna get up out of here, man. Right. Yeah. <laughs> time right now. That's right. That's right. He ain't even he Marcus ain't even feed the people, man. They came to the house, they ain't even feed them on a house visit. You know what I mean? Yeah, y'all ain't gonna be here long. Y'all, right. like, y'all come on, say hi to moms, y'all going about your business, man. <laughs> um, my mom was actually pissed off about that meeting because we we've had we flew to Cleveland and we had to take like a like a bus to uh where the campus was in Ohio. She was pissed right. off and I, I didn't I, I wasn't making any effort during that uh that conversation that, that oh, yeah. they have. I can I, imagine she was. I, I got as a as a as a dad, I'd have been pissed off too. Cause I actually if I, as a dad, if my son was to do some stuff like that, I'd stop the meeting and and properly get him in place. These <laughs> people came all this way to see you and you're going to act like you ain't interested. All right. I'll tell you what, when they leave, you can leave. You know what <laughs> I mean? So, <laughs> so, cause clearly you got a better, you got a, a better opportunity somewhere that I don't know about. Cause mm-hmm. if I, if you sitting here as if these people look, these people purple or something, you, <laughs> you, better, you better pay attention to these people, man. They offer you opportunity. Right. You turn your nose up, man. You never know you got to cross that bridge. And then mm-hmm. Marcus, you had to cross that bridge later yeah. on, right? So, you know, man, I, that's why I'm a big, I'm a stickler for not burning bridges, man, and making sure you respect everybody and, and, yeah. and make sure you you, uh, you you never burn bridges because you never know when you got to cr- cross them again, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Marcus, you got his, uh, you got his uh, record, man. We're going we to get into this. Yeah, I've I've had a recording the entire time. Okay, cool. Yeah, uh-huh. man, we we gonna get into some uh, some little football about some of these playoffs too, man. Cool, man. Cool, man. We gonna we, but we what we gonna do? We are gonna make sure uh, we are gonna get this message out that you that that you're talking because I know you're walking it. And I love that because it's so it's so important for kids to hear things like this, right? That's right. As as much as they can hear it, the better off they're gonna be. That's why I feel like it's right. filling people with knowledge and information as much as possible. Mm-hmm. That's right, absolutely. Sometimes that's because that's that's, a lot of these kids just misinformed, man. They don't know. They, they don't know. They're they're ignorant to some of the stuff that they should know because sometimes the coach just don't give it to them, and then sometimes they just some you know this. Unfortunately, our this generation is relies on social media so much for everything, man, that they don't take the time to. Uh, right. Search out and research the things that they need to be searching out. Because if you got hopes and dreams of going to play college ball, you need to be doing your due diligence in terms of trying to find out how you need to do that. You know, some, hey man, you got your NCAA ID or what? 
yeah, the clearinghouse, buddy. Right. You need to, yeah. <laughs> you need to be a part of that because every kid that plays college ball has to have an NCAA ID. You know, they don't went up on their price, but hey, you that's a part of it. So, right. you know, just just that information, man, goes a long way for these kids, man. And I'm more than happy to to sit down and, and get these kids these little tutorials of, of what they got to do and how they got to do it. Quinn, we really appreciate you coming on the show. Um, uh, I know you're, do, you're doing everything with this recruiting stuff right now, so I'm yeah, busy time for you. We, we hear your phone going off, so, you know, it's obviously a busy time, so we appreciate you coming on uh, yeah, man. talking Jags and Chiefs with us this week. Um, yeah. that, so I got to ask you, you played the majority of your career in Jacksonville. But you played yeah. the, the one year in Kansas City. So yeah. when it comes to a game like this, are, are you kind of are you leaning towards Jacksonville, rooting for Jacksonville over uh, Kansas City? I'm, uh, you know what, man, I'm not necessarily rooting for them over Kansas City. I just know uh, where the franchise has been. You know what I mean in terms of Jacksonville, um, Kansas City when they won Super Bowl. You know, I was very very happy for them, and you know, but I spent. Uh, six, seven, eight years of my life in Jacksonville, you know, as a player, and then another three as a as a high school head coach. So Duval has, you know, a piece of my heart um, till I die. So I, I, I root for Jacksonville because, you know, that that, that elusive Super Bowl has, has sort of kind of continued to get away from us. So I'm, I'm just, I'm rooting for them to, you know, uh, at some point get to that pinnacle and win it, you know what I mean? I think Trevor's doing a tremendous job of, of leading that, that franchise, man, um, despite his his, his hiccups last, the first half of last game, man. That just shows the resilience of that kid, man, and, and what he what he can turn into in the very, very near future. Because um, if he had a first half like he had a second half, we wouldn't even be talking about, you know, uh, any, any other things, but um, at the end of the day, that kid is is very resilient. He's he's a he's a competitor. Um, he's gonna be a champion one day. I just hope it's in Jacksonville. You know what I mean? So, uh, I do root for the Jags, man. I, I celebrate the Jags. I'm a part of the um, ambassadors uh, program that we have there, um, and you know we do a, we we have a good time with it. And you know uh, when I get a chance to go to the games, I do. They they. They show us love in terms of making sure we're taken care of when we're in town and uh, coming to the games and all that good stuff. So um, it is Duval till we die, baby. <laughs> I hear you, man. So when you when you see these things, especially like in the playoffs, <clears throat> and I, I know when the, the Jags first got into the league, when it was just that expansion team, right? Mm -hmm. Everything together, you know, they had. I mean, you had some players down there, though, right? Absolutely, absolutely. It, it was it was one of those things that you you kind of seen the team that came in and started mm -hmm. coming around with Tom Coughlin, started dominating a little bit, and, and then also mm -hmm. just, it fell off at a certain right. point. It just it, it just it dipped. Right. So Jacksonville was like one of those teams that after a while, where people was like, man, we ain't even worried about the guys no more. Right. right. It just they ain't even a factor in as far as like if you go down and go play them. Right. You expect them to be an eight and eight team or whatever somewhere like that. Mm -hmm. So. Now what you're starting to see, I guess, offensively, and this is what with with me, I'm just a fan of, is the number of guys they got on the playmakers they got on the on that side of the ball, right? Yeah. yeah. Etienne, Ingram, Zay Jones, uh Marvin, uh Kirk. I mean, they mm -hmm. they they got some guys, right? Right. Offensively. And so I think it's gonna be one of the biggest challenges for Kansas City, the defense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
uh, you know, what's kind of been plaguing a little bit of Kansas City has been, you know, stopping the run a little bit early. Right. It's just kind of one of those things. If you, if you get a running back that's going to get 20, 25 carries, right, which right. at the end is one of those guys. Mm-hmm. You start toting the rock, you're going you're gonna to feed it to him, right? That's right, yeah. How do you, how do you see as far as just that that matchup with the offense against the the Kansas City defense and what do you what do you how do you feel that's that's going to work out in the playoffs? Uh, I, I you know uh, the thing that Jacksonville struggled with over the past several years was trying to find the right pieces to put around the quarterback. I think they finally finally with those guys that you name found the some of the good some great pieces to put around. Trevor, um, and for defenses, man, that that's been that's been something that some of these defenses have just had had a, a, a time dealing with this season. Dallas just went in there and shut out Tom Brady, and, and Jacksonville beat him. You know what I mean? So uh, those guys pose great threat to to Kansas City in terms of defensively. Um, I think I definitely think you know. Uh, when it comes down to the offensive, two offenses, Kansas City is going to have the slight edge because of who they are and what they what they've been able to accomplish over the last several years. Um, but if if Kansas City is uh, going to win this game, I think it's going to be a situation where it may end up being outscoring Jacksonville um, because in the second half, uh, just to be honest, hell, Jacksonville just put the clamps put the clamps on. Um, uh, Chargers, yeah. Because uh, the first half, Chargers did basically what they wanted to the to the Jags, and it seemed like they went in the second half and decided that okay, it's enough, and uh, decided to shut them down for the for the entire second half. So for me, man, I think you know if the Jags are able to go in there, uh, put some pressure on the quarterback, man, and 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 get some early success, I think they that'll give them an opportunity to feel like they have a chance at winning that game. Not that they don't feel like they have a chance, but Arrowhead's a tough place to play, man. Yeah. You know that, I know that. And yeah. You getting that national anthem and home of the cheese, you know what I mean? So that's a tough place to play, man. And, and, yeah. and I, I loved every bit of every bit of the time that I was there. Uh, but if they can get past, uh, because one thing I do know, if they start the game out that they did last week, it's, it's, it's a wrap. They, it ain't no coming back in Kansas City. I'm just going to tell you that. Right. But um, the matchup says that uh, it, it's going to be an offensive game, and the defense that figures it out first, I think, will end up being the, the team that wins the game. And uh, the defense that's able to get the key stops in key situations is the team that's going to win the game. But it's tough to predict right now because you just don't know. Um, it, it's good. But both offenses have, have been very, very, very good this year. And both defenses at some point have struggled it's, in, in it this year. But, you know, playoff times, man, things get faster than the regular season. Things change than the regular season. Situations get a lot more critical when it comes down to it. So, you know, I hope that both teams are prepared, um, and I'm sure they will be because I, I think it's just going to be an outstanding game. Yeah. Just, just to watch how um, they decimated that, that lead, you know, that the Chargers had. You know, I ain't mean, and I ain't mean cut you off because no, no, me, me and uh, one of my coaches, we, we had a recruiting weekend, and we were just sitting around at this restaurant, sitting at the bar, man, and we were like, watching the game, uh-huh. and I was like, it ain't no way, 
I said. So I'm sitting there looking right before the half. I said, listen, and Chris Cash played played with Detroit for several years, and uh, he's he's on my staff. So I said, Cash, if Jacksonville scores before this half is over, they're gonna win. Really? I I I call Cash right now. I I told Cash. I said, Cash. I don't know why I'm saying this. I told him just like this. I said, but if they score before the half, they're gonna win the game. And I'll I, I be done. It, they came on back. I, I don't know what gave me that confidence, but I just knew the, the half that the offense had, Trevor's half, yeah. I just knew, like, that ain't him. Like, that – Four picks. Right. Four yeah. of them. That yeah. just don't happen. So, for me, I was like, he come out, he calmed down, he comes out um, in the second half and does what he what he normally does, we'll win the game. Because the defense is going to settle down. All Trevor's going to settle down. And once all that happens, they're going to put it together. They're going to win the game. And I'll be done. Man, look, look, we know this because we play the percentages, right? And so we know after one, one turnover, two, three, it's almost improbable to win the game, right? There was no way that they were supposed to win that game. Right. The numbers just tell you. I mean, it's just numbers tell you you are not supposed to win this game. Four turnovers in one half, there's no way. A quarterback that does that is probably shook. Right, no I mean, he's been lost all type of confidence. He don't know what's going on, especially playoffs now. I mean, the defense no is flying around. I mean, so I mean, they, you know, James is out there. You know, mm-hmm. Samuel, he's out there. You know, he's doing his look. I mean, it's right. So just the, like his daddy, right? Come on, man, <laughs> <laughs> just like your baby, just like his daddy. Because I, I grew up, you know, his dad and I played little league football. I mean, baseball together. I grew up with his dad. I used to beat him running, but. He got a little bit. He got a little bit faster. When he got yeah. <laughs> Zante, Zante's a, a good friend of mine, man. Okay. His son okay. is doing tremendous things, but looked yeah. just like his daddy when he was out there this past weekend. Yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> playing phenomenal ball. And I, I didn't stop. I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. I turned the game off about third yeah. quarter. I, I said, man, this game is over. Yeah. And and I didn't even watch the rest of the game. And I, I sure enough, later on at night, and I'm sitting over here and I'm watching. And they talking about Jacksonville just won this game. Turn off. I said, wait a minute, hold on. This ain't, no, ain't no way. Ain't no way. Right. <laughs> I'm sitting over there like, no, nah, wait. And I'm going, you know, Twitter, check it out. And I'm looking at this. I said, I have got to watch this second half of this game. Right. And when you're talking about the state free, just going in, playing detailed ball, stepping mm-hmm. back here, just making throws. I mean, it was it was methodical how they went through it, right? It was. Masterful, man. And, and we talking about focus and locked in that second half. I was like, wow. Yep. That, I mean, seriously, with, with a Chargers team that have that type of defense, mm-hmm. watch how they just dismantled them. I mean, just yep. took all the confidence, everything, just rolling. Mm-hmm. I can't yep. I can't believe you called it the first half. I was like, man, if they could score before the half, man, that, I can't. Wow. Man, listen, I, I told my boy Cash, I said, Cash, let me tell you something. If they score before the half, we're going to win this game. <laughs> I'll be dog, man. I'll be dog. We Trevor put it together, man. Defense found a found a way and and settled down, man. And, and they got the job done. You know, they they made the plays that needed to be made in those key situations. And you know, that's all football is situational football. And one thing about that mo, we know once that mo go go the other other way, boy, it, it ain't no stopping it because it's like an avalanche. You know what I mean? So that that momentum is something different, something crazy, man. And and it wasn't, and it wasn't even like. The Chargers, like, uh, ain't like they got conservative in their play calling either. Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. They went about they did the same thing they was doing. And I'm just That's like, 
a whole a whole different team second half, man. And, and so Absolutely. when I'm looking at this this this, this weekend, that's, that's kind of like the team I don't want to show up, that second half team, right? Mm-hmm. Found that way to win, found that confidence, you know. And I, I know I, I played with Doug in, in Philly for a little bit, so I know Doug right. real, real well. And I know his yeah. mindset about things. Of course, he knows Andy real well, right? That's mm-hmm. another thing you had, to, you had to factor in is yeah. Doug Peterson playing Kansas City, you know, with his old mentor. Yeah. This is this is what it's going to be, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Doug, this this is a great opportunity, right? To mm-hmm. find, you know, to, to play against Andy, right? They lost one in the year mm-hmm. earlier, but they, now he's just like, okay, we got this thing rolling the right way on how to be, what we should do, and so if if I'm looking at their mindset coming into camp, you know, to, to Arrowhead, right? But he knows he knows real well, yeah. you know, everything. Andy's mindset about you know the tempo of the game, how he's going to call it, pretty much. Yeah. You know how the crowd is going to be there. That's just a wealth of information for the team to know, especially in the playoff you know situation, playing an Arrowhead, right? Mm-hmm. So that that's going to be a difficult part that I see Kansas City have to overcome. Right. Uh, but like you said, I I, th- I think with with the guys that have been there before, right? A mm-hmm. team that's been four AFC Championship games, yeah, two Super Bowls. You got guys in the room who understand what it takes. To go to the next level, absolutely. And so, that's the that's where they have the upper hand. That's the upper hand. That's, that's exactly yeah. where they have the upper hand. Guys that have experience in these situations, right? And they've right. been they've been in these situations over the last four or five years, uh, and that's that's where that like I said, if Jacksonville can find a way to settle down early, you know, because I think last week was very very indicative of a young team that's never been there before. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So for them to go in there this week with a win under their belt and finding a way to win. Hopefully that'll give them an opportunity to settle down early and do the things that they need to do to try and win the football game. Because if they don't, they go in there again. Like I said, if they go in there with that same stuff they started last week with, it won't be a game. Uh, it'll, it, instead of the 30, the 20s, whatever the score was, it's going to be 40 because Kansas City going to put them points up. You know right. what I mean? So. At the end of the day, man, they 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 have to go in there and find a way to uh, be able to take the crowd out of it somehow, uh, and and also keep Mahomes under control, you know, in the first half. And if they can do that, they get themselves a chance. So so let's look at at, at, at that side of the ball, right? Kansas City's offense against Jacksonville's defense. Okay, um, and I'm, I'm looking at the same thing, like you said, the matchup in itself. You know where where Patrick had just been playing stellar football, okay, mm-hmm. all year. He just really has, and so you know you got obviously Travis Kelsey who's going to be out there, who's going to be balling, okay. You right. got to take care of. You got now Juju is in a factor. Kadarius Tony is another yeah. guy who's be doing it. MBS um, uh, out there who's going to be at. Yeah. So yeah, you, you have so many pieces and talking about McKinnon and Pacheco, also too, and the running back. Right. Um, I'm looking for these guys to start rolling a little bit. I think some of the, the the question has always been about the offensive line, right? right? Yeah, you know that Jacksonville man, that pass rush. When I see these these jokers, man, they long, they big, they strong. You yeah. know, it's going to be like one of those issues. Kind of, kind of talk a little bit about that as far as like from the offensive standpoint in Kansas City mm-hmm. going against the Jacksonville defense. I, you know, the the one thing I think that kept Kansas City uh, from winning it. What was that? Was it last year? Yeah. Um, last year was the the inability to protect Mahomes at times. 
And, you know, I think in this game with um, uh, with Jacksonville coming in there, man, and having those young guys, them young studs like they got, man, it's going to be it's going to be a tale of the tape, uh, to be honest with you, because if they can keep Kansas, I mean, if they can keep Mahomes upright, it's going to be a long night. You know what I mean? Because them guys, they one thing about Andy Reid, he's going to throw that ball vertical. He's going to throw it vertical and he's going to throw it vertical again. He's going to throw it vertical again after that. They ain't got a problem with taking shots. He's going to take 10 shots a game. And, 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 and that part of it you love as a quarterback, you know, because you know your, your coach and your play caller ain't afraid to take shots. But in taking those shots, that constitutes having to hold up a lot longer on that offensive line. You know what I mean? And with, with that, with the, with, the, uh, with the studs that Jacksonville have up front, man, it's going to be tough. So, um, you know, because Jacksonville creates pressure without even bringing extra guys. You right. know what I mean? So if you're able to do that with Kansas City and maybe put a, uh, some type of double team on on uh, Kelsey, you know, I think Jacksonville secondary holds up against Scantling and uh, Juju Smith-Schuster and all that good stuff. But what you have to do, you have to control Mr. Number 87. Because if you don't, it's going to be a long day for you, man. I promise you. But another thing that they have to do up front, man, is, is make sure they collapse the pocket. Because uh, when they when if they don't collapse the pocket and they leave lanes, Patrick will get up out of there. You know what I mean? So he is very, very mobile when he needs to be. And uh, if, if you create lanes for him to, to find his way through there, he will slip through there and make plays with his legs. So, you know, along with Jacksonville getting pressure, they have to make sure it's the right pressure and they're collapsing the pocket and not creating lanes for Patrick to escape in. Yeah. That's why um, I was uh, watching one of the news reports earlier, and they were saying how Mahomes, uh, in preparation for this game, he was watching a lot of the film from the the Tampa Bay um, Tampa Bay film from the Super Bowl. Mike yeah, Caldwell yeah. was the linebackers coach, who's a DC mm-hmm. in Jacksonville now. So he's saying yeah. he was trying to see the, the, the changes in covers and how they, did, how they do a lot of stuff, and he was watching right. – in preparation for this, he was watching Tampa Bay's right. uh, uh, footage from that, from that 2020. Um, yep. And also another thing that J.D. and I, we, we talked about when uh, we played during the season, I know different team, right? Three, they were the three and seven at the time. We were seven and two at the time. But one thing we noticed at, at that time was that they were physical and they were they were laying the wood on us. Cisco was yeah. dominating us. And obviously he had that one hit on Juju that which a lot of Chief fans are still pissed off about. But I mean they were laying the wood on us. And that was something that yeah. they were that was something that also in that 2020 Super Bowl, they were yeah. physical, but they're they more yeah. physical than us. And that's I think and that's that's just gonna play a big part in this game. Uh, when you say Yeah, I, I think it definitely is, man, because if it's one thing that we've been in Jacksonville and 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 one thing that people will always say because uh, you you come from that old school Jacksonville was in that uh, uh, that division back in the day when it was the Ravens Pittsburgh um, Jacksonville and Tennessee I think they used to call that the uh, before they made the divisions that they're in now it was the AFC North division I don't know how Jacksonville got to be a part of that but it was it was it was hell because you know, you play in Pittsburgh twice a year. You play in those guys twice a year. And physical was was a was a part of – you had to be physical to play in that because it was nothing but downhill power, power, counter running, leads, and all that good stuff. So Jacksonville has always sort of kind of been known for their, their physical play. Um, you, you sometimes look at Kansas City as sort of kind of one of those – what they were used to call the, the, the greatest show on turf, the Rams. They weren't real physical, but they – 
you know, they throw the ball around quite a bit and they, they beat people um, through the air. But, you know, uh, when when it's all said and done, the physicality part of it has to show up for Kansas City if they plan on winning this game because Jacksonville will be physical. Um, they will bring – they will punch you in the mouth. you got to be able to take it and punch back. Um, and, and that part of it, one thing, I, like you said, when he was a linebacker's coach at Tampa Bay and now the, you know, the, the uh, coordinator with Jags, uh, Tiger don't change his stripes much. You know what I mean? What he's successful with, um, that's what he's going to do. He won the Super Bowl with Tampa Bay with it, and I'm sure he's doing some of the same things with, you know, some minor changes here and there. But, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it at the end of the day. So, um, again, Tiger don't never drink, change the stripes. So he may get wet and they may get a little fuzzy, but at the end of the day, they're still the same stripes at the, when you sit, when you, when you look at it. You know, and, and, and you know, when he, when he's in a, a meeting, he's telling them like every hit you can get on a guy, get it. Get it. Absolutely. Take it in. That's that, that's that old, uh, that's that old, uh, Greg Williams mentality. Uh, oh, yeah. that, yeah. that, that, that bounty, that bounty stuff that Greg Williams used to do. But man, I had a, I had a guy that, that, uh, uh, McCray, Bobby McCray, that played at University of Florida, played with us in Jacksonville, and went on with the Saints mm-hmm. when Greg, uh, when Greg uh, Williams was the the D coordinator when they won the Super Bowl that year, um, and he he will tell us, man, Greg will tell you, whatever you do, get a hit on him, as long as it's in between the whistle, get, get a right. hit on him, get a hit, right. get a hit on him. So, um, and uh, you know, with that. Uh, Jags have always been a physical team. Even when I played, we were we were one of the more physical teams in the in the league those years. And uh, it seems as if they've gotten that part of it, that part of their identity back. You know, and, and that's it's, it's kind of crazy because that's what people always say. You know, Kansas City is finesse. They finesse team, right? Yeah. They do all these little they gimmicky and they do things like that, right? And so. I think it's just the brilliance of Andy in itself what he brings Absolutely. to the table. Absolutely. Uh, you know what I mean? And so one thing I, I know for sure, like you was talking about vertical, but he horizontal, he's gonna make sure that you cover every blade of grass out there. Yes, he is. Feet, right? Yes, he is. So I, I love a lot of what he does as far as like trying to out leverage, you know, the defense. And mm-hmm. I think it's gonna be one of those factors of just, you know, the shifts and the motions to guy right. give the defense something to look at. Right. right. And I think he, he's he's so great at it. Um, especially like an arrowhead. I think it's gonna be part of the game plan, right? I mm-hmm. mean you have to. Especially yeah, absolutely. Saying, I mean, That's if you with the D line is, is playing like that, mm-hmm. you got to give them something else to look at. Okay, absolutely. Hey, man, see, uh, see ball, go get ball, right? That's right. Hey, That's right. Looks, you know. So it's a, a lot of window dressing. I think is, is one of those things that it has to be into the game plan. I'm sure it's going to be. Right. Uh, I think you got to do that to slow those guys down just a tad. You know. Yeah. What I mean? You gotta you gotta bring some speed motion. You gotta bring some mm-hmm. some uh, some short motion. Make mm-hmm. those guys' eyes move. You right. know what I mean? Make make them turn their head to look and see what's going mm-hmm. on. You know what I mean? You in order in order to do that, you like you said, man, you gotta window dress it and give them different looks because if you, if you stay stagnant, which Kansas City doesn't do, yeah. if you stay stagnant and just line up in your formations, man, Jags gonna beat you. I'm just gonna tell yeah. you, Jags gonna beat you because they gonna they gonna out physical you. We find a way just to just to get it done. Well, we see that's what the Chargers wasn't really doing. You know, Chargers just line up. You know, they they you know they and they play. You know, we well, the the one thing the Chargers were doing it early on and early on, yeah, early on because they were they were motioning thirteen all over the place, snapping it while he was on the run, throwing quick and all that good stuff. And it seems as if the Jags was just two three steps behind 
And then second half, it seems as if they got away from it a little bit. Uh, and, 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 and look how that turned out. So, right. you know, for me, man, uh, when it comes down to play calling, why go away from what's been working? You know, and, yeah. and if it's been if it's been working, you know, like that all adage, man. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. You don't got up twenty seven, got up twenty seven points in the first half with motioning and throwing that ball quick, mm-hmm. and you know, you go, you get to the second half and, and just totally have a different game plan, man, because you you know that they've made adjustments, but you got to come out in the second half and see what type of adjustments they made and see if they were right. the correct adjustments. You know what I mean? Because right, if right. they go make adjustments and they ain't the correct adjustments, well, why are we changing what we're doing? You know exactly. what I mean? So, exactly. so at the end of the day, they got in the second half and stopped doing what they were doing, man, and, and it cost them the game. Yeah. And, and you know, you were talking about double teaming uh, Travis. I mean, you got to be able to move Travis around. That's when one thing I said, look, you just can't line him up and let linebackers, defense, he can get a hand on and beat him up. Yeah. Yeah. Just moving him around because he, he yeah. he's so good at, at slipping by guys and, and getting yeah. open and just, you know, setting them up. Um, and they, they have such a great relationship and rapport. Uh, what they do offensively, uh, yeah. especially with uh, him and Mahomes. Uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, man, I, this it's going to be a great game this weekend. I, I think. I think so too, man. I yeah. think it's going to be a good one. I, I don't think I don't foresee a blowout unless we have some some stuff like we saw last week. But I, I just I foresee these guys coming out, settling down early, and uh, hopefully not no, not allowing the crowd to get into it too early. And if if they can if they can keep that under control man if they can limit the turnovers and put some pressure on patrick they get themselves a great chance hopefully andy runs the ball a little bit more than uh the charters did i think the Chargers only ran it nine times in the second half nine times you got a 27 point lead and you run the ball nine times <laughs> i i get it i i well i don't get it but i get it now now you know <laughs> you know what i mean but man it's one thing about football, it ain't, it ain't, it never changes. It, nah. it never changes. It, all that changes is some of the uh, the verbiage and you know how people get to certain things. But football, the same football as when we played, man, and they just call it different stuff. So, yeah. you know, you know, everybody want to be a guru nowadays, and and you whatever you did, man, people done did it three, four times before. They just called it something different. Mm-hmm. Right. You see all you see all these gurus losing their job too, don't you? There you go. Hey, there you go. Yeah. Take yeah. that little mess. Take that mess with you somewhere else, man. Hit the street. <laughs> with you, man. Absolutely. Yes, <laughs> yes, goodness. Yeah, take take you and your guru and your expertise somewhere else. Right. <laughs> we don't need it. <laughs> um, so so yeah. uh, before before we uh, head out, it's the last topic here. I, know, I think I know where, where, you're, where you're headed there, Quinn. But um, uh, so we got the game picks. Uh, so Chiefs host the Jags, 430 Eastern Standard Time on NBC on Saturday. First game of the playoff divisional weekend. Um, mm-hmm. what, I, what we're calling at Chiefs, we're calling it the uh, the Quinn Gray Bowl. The, uh, there you Chiefs, go. The Chiefs there Jags you go. game. Um, <laughs> so Chiefs are eight and a half point favorite. Also, the highest total points for the weekend. Uh, Vegas has the Chiefs and Jags game at fifty three, which is the highest point total for the weekend. Right. Um, so uh, I'm going to ask you guys, who do you guys have, and what's your score um, for this weekend? Ooh, man. Uh. I just I I think man I think the Jags go in there and and, and surprise some folks man I I really think they go in there and play well um, I think they you know they they've learned from the mistakes that they made uh, in the first half of last week's game I think they you know with the with 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 Doug being so familiar with Andy 
you know, that sort of got, gives the guys a different a different feel and a different advantage as well. So um, I'm going to go Jags, man. Uh, I'm going to go Jags, and I'm going to go 27-24. Ooh. Mm. Yeah. All right. Twenty-seven, twenty-four. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm, uh, I agree with with, with Quinn that it's going to be an offensive game, no doubt about it. You know, and and obviously these guys know about it, and I think it's going to be a battle of wits, really, on the offensive end. It's, it's going mm-hmm. to be pulling out all stops. All so, stops. Yeah, yeah. So you know, Doug going to be blowing off some old, you know, old papers from somewhere he'd have wrote up. You know. But, <laughs> <laughs> he didn't agree with Andy on on the play. Right, like right. I got something else for him. Uh, <laughs> but I think you know the advantage goes to Kansas City because you're in Kansas City for one. Yeah. Uh, two, like you said, if 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 all the guys that get out here play, and I think that extra week, you know, it's one of those things that either hurt you or, uh, or help you, right? You already knew that. Yeah, yeah. You're talking about being the, the physical part of it, mm-hmm. it's going to be weighing in. But also, two those guys didn't take hits out in Kansas City. So it gave a chance for guys to kind of get healthy, little bumps and yep. bruises. And Andy does a great job managing those guys, Absolutely. especially during that week, right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, I think Pat and him, man, because they just they got their eyes on, you know, trying to get this thing done, right? And I don't think they're looking past. Everybody's talking about the Buffalo game and Bill. They, look, this right here is what matters. And I'm, I'm guaranteed right. that Andy's saying, we got to get past this before anything else. So I'm thinking yeah. we need to take care of it. So I think it's going to be – I'm, I'm giving a nod to Kansas City, 31 to 24. That's where I'm going to be at with it, okay? Uh, I think Jacksonville is going gonna, it's, it's to be a good game, man. It's going to be one of those come down to it. It's going to be one of those fourth yeah. quarter, five minutes. You're going to be – everybody's going to be on the edge yeah. of the watching, Absolutely. right? You know, Absolutely. So, uh, I still got the Jags covering the spread, too. I like it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Now, I just look – hey, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I thought we should have got Zay Jones. I don't know why people weren't up on him earlier. When he came out, I'm just like, yeah, right. go get Zach and Jacksonville rip up, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, he would have been a great fit in Kansas City, especially playing in the division too. You know what I'm saying? He was with you know, the Raiders. Yeah. Come yeah. on over here, man. You know how it is. <laughs> Come on over. They don't like you. We love you, right? That's a fact. Be with yeah. the one that likes you, like you said, right? <laughs> hey man. Gotta gotta like who like you, man. That's right. That's right. That's a yeah. So uh, but it, it's gonna be strain on both defenses, I think. Uh, put them guys. I like Mike. Me, shoot, me and Mike play together, man, in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna be watching these guys, but it's gonna be a good weekend. Just kind of watch these guys go at it. Uh, but I do have Kansas City just with the experience they had, 31-24. Yeah, man, absolutely. Yeah, uh, well, Justin Reed said today they interviewed him and he said that um, they're gonna be expecting anything in this game. Last time we played Jacksonville, they opened up the game with the onside kick, so. That that kind of stuff we'll be probably seeing on uh on Saturday. Maybe not onside kick. We'll be watching for that, but they'll be trying to right. do some uh, some crazy stuff, some Philly Absolutely. special type things. Yeah, man. <laughs> At least, man, it's it's it's, it's win or go home, brother. So right. you, you you ain't no ain't no leaving no bullets in the gun, man. You got to empty the bullets, man, and mm-hmm. and, and, and let it go because uh, ain't no tomorrow. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Quinn, uh, we honestly thank you for having for coming on tonight, man. Um, we'll be we'll be definitely be checking you out at Albany State University um, this year, man. Quinn Gray, we're out. I, I appreciate it, man. Appreciate you guys having me. It was fun, man. I, anytime I can talk ball and talk kids, man, I'm all for it. So, anytime you guys need me, man, give me a shout and we can do it again. 
Man, look, man, it'd be great to connect, brother. Like I said, man, I love everything that you that you have going about you, man. Congratulations on the head coach's job. Like I Thank said, you. again, um, man, just a wealth of knowledge. And and I can just I can just tell, man, just how how your disposition is. Uh that you're a winner and, and you're one of those that that will get guys and put them in position to be successful. You know what That's I'm saying? Right. Every kid That's needs right. that. Every kid That's needs right. that. So that's right. Um, yeah. but, but again, man, I do appreciate you dudes, man. Uh, this is a great platform you guys got going on. And uh, I do appreciate you guys letting me be a part of it. No doubt, my brother. Anytime. Hey, the door is always open, baby. You know what I'm there saying? There we go. Yeah. All right, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks a bunch, guys. Yeah. Well, that was that was cool having Quinn Gray on. I, I was I was looking at it earlier, looking at our guests. Um, we've had Thick Pin. We've had Quinn Gray, both guys, through touchdown passes in that 08 season. Uh, all we need is Brody and Damon. We have the uh, entire QB depth chart from that 2008 season. <laughs> <laughs> good team. All good guys, man. First time I – just a great guy. You can tell he's a great guy, man. Just mm-hmm. uh, measured and everything. I, I, I love it. I love it. You know, so, shoot, that, that right here is just a platform in, in itself for kids who are watching this, this show as well. Hey, this is a guy that got a lot of the answers and, you know, you know, also to me being a, a college coach, seeing it, these are the things kids need to hear. They need to hear things like this. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, we got to get some things, man, reach the, the younger generation so they can they learn some ball. Like, hey, this is some, some ball players giving you some real information, wealth of knowledge, man. And so uh, and th- th- these keys of taking something like this to heart uh, will help a kid out, help a family out. Uh, for what the things he's doing, but also to it, just his expertise, um, you know, in itself, just talking about the Jacksonville and, and Kansas city game, that's a, a lot of good insight that he, he just kind of gave uh, for the game, uh, <clears throat> especially playing that position too, as a quarterback, yeah. you tell the mindset, well, he, he, I mean, he's, he's quantifying everything, right? I love it. I love it. So it's, it's always interesting having the quarterbacks come on here and talk because you just like, cause he, you know, they're the guy, they're the, they're the leaders in the field are seeing everything that's going on, especially defensively. That's why when you asked the question defensively, I was like, that's, that's a good question right there. You know, because I mean, that, that's the stuff he's looking at when he's watching. I'm sure same with you. When you're, when you're watching NFL games, your eyes are glued to with the, the tight end, the, the edge rusher and all that stuff, how that stuff's going on and the routes from the tight ends. But these quarterbacks, they're, they're reading defenses every time they're they're And obviously you guys are doing that too, but they're looking at it from a different point of view, right? They're, they're reading defenses when they're oh, yeah. watching games. <laughs> well, that's the, that's the, that's the prep. So when they, when they sit over there, you know, they got to make the read first and, and they think what they're going to do. And so when the stat comes, they're looking at the routes, they're looking at who's the guy that they, yeah. was open. Yeah, so that, no doubt about it. You know, I'm looking, like I said, if I'm going out for a route, okay, I'm looking at what the route is going to be, the D-line, mm-hmm. all those different things, and how do you, how you block a particular guy. Yeah. You know, so uh, – so yeah, man. You know, creatures of habit. That's what that's what it is. And so, uh, that was a great, 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 great interview. Great interview. So uh, those kids at Albany State are very lucky to have uh, Quinn Gray. Um, uh, without a doubt, exceptional, exceptional. Mm-hmm. But um, all right, well, that does it for us. We wanted to. We hope you guys have a great divisional round weekend. Um, uh, Saturday after the game, we'll be back for our, our quick post-game show. We're going to do it real fast. We want to get back to watching the playoff game, so it'll be a nice quick one like we did with the holidays. Probably about a 15 to 20-minute show, and we'll, get, we'll, we'll be done with it. Um, but, yeah, so I hope you guys uh, stick, stick around for the, the post-game show on uh, Saturday. So we'll see you guys Saturday. Hi, everybody. Thanks for watching. Subscribe here to get the latest from the show. Also, be sure to check out the best clips from Chief Concerns. And if you prefer to listen to the show, 
Subscribe and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.